from Matthew 9, verses 10 through 13. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Will you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and for the freedom to gather and worship you. We thank you for the rain that refreshed our land. We thank you for our church family, and we ask that you be with those who need your healing, your comfort, your guidance, and your strength. We thank you for sacrificing your son for the forgiveness of our sins and forgive us of our continued sins and for failing to see opportunities to witness to others. We thank you for the Strebeck family, for Ryan, Amberly, Morgan, Ethan, and Reese, and the joy they are to our church family. We ask that you be with the personnel committee as they begin their discernment process for the next pastor appointment. Guide them as they search for the next pastor for our church that you have appointed. Continue to bless and guide those on the walk to Emmaus this weekend as you change lives in those men pilgrims. We thank you for Nick and Avery and the joy they bring to our church family. Be with Nick now as he brings you the message. We ask the Holy Spirit to come, open our hearts and minds, and use this message to bring honor and glory to you as we boldly witness to others. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. Now, here is Pastor Ryan Strebeck. Well, this morning is my privilege to introduce to you our guest preacher. Uh, he's not really a guest to the community, but he is a guest to the pulpit. Uh, he's been resisting being a guest in the pulpit for, let's see, how long have you been working here? Um, yeah, <laughs> ever since he started working here, about 15, 18 months ago. So um, anyways, this is Nick Clifton. Uh, Nick comes to us uh, from Chicago originally by way of Canyon, uh, West Texas A&M University. And like many of us, fell in love with a West Texas girl, so we know he's pretty much in this area to stay. Uh, Nick and his wife Avery have moved to our community and just become a great part of, of what we're doing in a lot of different ways. But uh, it's an honor to be able to introduce Nick. One of my favorite things about him as a youth director, so he's our director of youth ministries and also our media ministries. Um, one of my favorite things about Nick uh, from the beginning was just that he had a lot of humility, the way he carried himself, uh, what he was willing to do to learn new things. And the other thing that I love about him is that I know I can trust our, our teenagers with him. Their hearts, their souls, they're young, they're in a place where they have questions about life and you can do a lot of harm by giving easy answers to hard questions and all that stuff. And I know that while Nick will lead them astray with his music choices and his sports teams of choice, 
that of the important and deep things in life, that he's a trustworthy person. And so I really appreciate that. I appreciate uh, your reception of uh, he and Avery and their work here. And so now I invite you to welcome uh, Nick Clifton as our preacher this morning. So. Good morning, everyone. So like Ryan said, I am Nick Clifton, the youth pastor here. And um, I'd like to start by saying thank you for um, this past year has been so awesome. When Avery and I moved here, we weren't sure how well we would be received. And we have been received with love and mercy. And I just wanted to say thank you um, from the depths of our heart. <clears throat> so when Ryan told me that I would be speaking today, I tried literally everything to get out of it. My most common response is, I'm sick that day. Um, and then this week I had the privilege of going to a conference in Houston where I tried to sing so hard I would blow up my vocal cords. And yet here we are. So when I was trying to come up with something to speak on, I started to think about my own journey uh, to becoming a Christian. And I grew up in a non-Christian household. Uh, my mom never forced me to go to church because when she was my age, she was forced to, well, when she was little, she went to go to church. Um, and I just never really went to church. Um, I maybe was invited once or twice throughout my entire life before I got to college. But um, I really can't remember one time during high school that I was invited. So I graduated high school and I went to WT where I met my lovely wife. And um, it was at WT where I encountered God for the first time. And it wasn't by some um, magical moment of holy conviction that I encountered Christ, um, or even the fact that I may or may not have stumbled upon the Wesley Foundation, but it was because of one person's intentional ministry that I came to give my life to Christ. And now this intentional ministry is what I want to talk about today. See, I'm in my second year of being a youth pastor, like ever, which is crazy. And I just find this weird because Jesus's ministry was only three years long, which means I'm almost done. Um, <laughs> and when I start to look back on this past year um, and wonder where I, where I was or where I could have been more intentional with the youth ministry, um, either in lesson plannings, going to more school lunches, or more sports. Um, and as I think about this year and where I could have been more intentional, I look at Jesus's ministry because his entire ministry was intentional. It was every single moment. There was not a moment wasted <clears throat> in his three years. When we read the gospel, there isn't one example of Jesus being like, I'm just going to do whatever today. You know, I don't have any plans. Everything will work out. It's fine. Jesus, everything that Jesus said and did had meaning or intentionality behind it. Taking a look at Matthew, um, not verse, uh, chapter 9, verses 10 through 13, Jesus had just spent the rest of his day healing the sick, preaching, and as he's heading back, Matthew invites him to dinner. And I don't know about y'all, but after Sundays, I'm ready to go to bed. I'm ready to take a fat church nap afterwards. And Jesus takes this time and he goes, now he wasn't intentionally planning this moment, but he noticed this spot where he could be ministering to others. 
And Jesus didn't spend his time um, Jesus didn't just happen to run into people at the market, right? He didn't awkwardly smile at them and wave and do the little, you know. He also didn't ask about how about them cowboys. <clears throat> Matthew intentionally, or Matthew reaches out to Jesus as a friend and says, hey, do you want to come eat dinner? And Jesus says, yes. And he notices that this great opportunity to reach these sinners and tax collectors. Jesus was being intentional, not just this time. <clears throat> but also with the people he was around. This semester we've talked uh, in the youth, we've talked a lot about what it means to have a good relationship with God. Um, we've mainly been focusing on prayer. And this last week we talked about how to pray and where to pray. Um, mainly talking about Luke 11 verse one, we see Jesus is coming back from a certain place alone um, where he was praying. And this isn't the first time that scripture tells us this. Um, his intentional relationship with God the Father is important when it comes to his ministry. <clears throat> I mean, thinking about where he was in life, I don't think there was a how to be the Messiah for dummies book around. He intentionally learned to lean into the presence of the Father so that his ministry would reflect his relationship with Christ. And I wanted, I wanted to talk about um, a ministry that I've seen take this very seriously, and that's the pantry crew. Um, every Tuesday and Thursdays, um, those who volunteer at the pantry come early, and not like they show up at 9, you know, or 8.59 for a 9 o'clock open. They're there, I mean, I, th I think I've seen them as there as early as like 8.30, <laughs> just getting ready, and then the intentional part is when they come together before they serve, they pray for each other. They ask where can we you know uh, any prayer requests for each other. And then they end their prayer by praying for those they are about to serve. And it is that intentionality that led me to Christ. Um, We're about to get out of here real early, guys. Y'all are welcome. <laughs> Jesus spent every moment of his time and his relationship with God intentionally. Um, and like I said, I've been asking myself this week, well, last week, um, what is one thing I can do to be more intentional with my ministry or my relationship with the Lord? And I think we should ask ourselves, what is one way that we can be more intentional either in our relationship with the Lord or our, or our ministry as a church? But hear this good news, that as Jesus was and is intentionally pursuing you, um, we are here now because Jesus reached us through someone and now we get to be that someone for someone else. Um, Bow your heads so I can pray, so I can end this thing. <laughs> Lord, thank you for today. Um, I pray that as we go to your table, Lord, that we can think about more ways to be intentional with you and with your ministry that you've given us. Father, I pray that as we go from here, um, we see you move in ways that we can't even comprehend. In your precious name we pray, Lord. Amen.